0: players step your game up don't be sluggish or lazy or jimmy j might hit you with a shaky baby catch him on youtube or any podcast platform breaking all the news down like shack does the backboards no hot takes this is where the hottest debates at now kick your feet up because it's time for straight facts What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. Brought to you by the Up on Game Presents Network. It's your boy James Jackson, my guys Jake Gallion, Stat Matt Robinson, our boy Kyle could not join us today. That's all right. We remember him in spirit as we always do. But in the home offices today, because um, Jake, I don't know what it is, man. What's mania? I- a fact I, don't I, know, really- I live in Maniac,
1: it's a curse. <laughs> there Uh My car, like I've never seen a tire. I don't know if you guys have seen the episode of Martin where he's all like beaten up and like lumped up in the face. It literally <laughs> is flat. Yeah, yeah, that's what my tire looked like. When I came out. I must have hit some pothole, but uh, apparently it's really it, bad to drive on on a on a bubble. Did you tire. hit
0: a pothole or did something hit? Because last time you just came out the crib and my car me. was now. This is
1: I I would assume this is like on the highway going 60, 70, right over a pothole. That's what I have to imagine, and it happens frequent enough that I don't. I can't well, really the most expect.
0: messed the most messed up part about living in Maniac is you don't know where or which pothole because there's a thousand of a them. Thousand you of can't them. Even, it's really can't more trying to like
1: shirt. yeah, it's like you're walking on stilts on like a on like a balance beam no. or something,
2: trying to avoid. And it's
0: them. and it's mini San Francisco. It's literally all hills. Man, it's, Francisco. It's nuts, nuts. Stabman. How about you? You got any hitting potholes lately?
2: uh no i've been very careful with my new car very 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 <laughs> careful
0: this time i said no no i have the safe driving bonus check
2: like yeah. <laughs> low bearing tires i'm very conscious of that you did just buy a new car so yeah you, that's
0: why it takes you so long to get to the studio when we're in studio because you step back to on the highway um all right yo before we get into the pod there's actually a debate that I, and I wanted to surprise you guys with this. I want to get your raw take on it. There's a hot debate in the podcast world, um, came off a part of my take, uh, and Diana Rossini got to give her the, the original credit. Um, when you use your stovetop, what is your preferred burner? Mm. Jake, I'll start. I'll start with you. If your preferred burner on the stovetop,
1: uh Got to be the bottom right What or your handedness. If you're left handed, it's going to be bottom left. No, no. Like,
0: just, what do you think? What do you, is your preferred? I think it says something about you. So what's your preferred
1: bottom right? Like like if I'm looking at it and it's like, boom, bottom, boom, boom, right? boom. I'm like the closest to me to the right. My right
2: hand. Front, yeah. R-
0: front right.
1: Yeah, it, I'm going it, front it, right. You look
2: like a guy. It depends because my, my burners are a different size. So I got the you got two uh, big burners, oh, two little burners.
1: This is why, you really thought funny. you were gonna get Matt on a yes or no question? You <laughs> really no?
2: I, I forgot. I, I bottom on. right. I like bottom right. Bottom
0: uh, right. Oh, where are you? I'm. I'm. I'm with two front writers. Front left. Front
1: left. So that is
0: that is no brainer to me. And
1: left. by front, you mean the closest one to you?
0: Yeah, right? yeah. Top or bottom left? I guess you guys are. I don't bottom really left. have an you, issue. You guys are. You guys are both right-handed, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you sturdy the pan with? your left hand while the spatula is in my right. There's a science behind this.
1: It's not actually a bad logic. Maybe off the, I'm not seeing, look, I don't have a hard stance. It's just what I've been doing. Uh,
0: I can see how your food cooks all on even pan all flying all right, over. the place. That's actually
2: crazy. <laughs> no, I got the dr- the drawer with all like the cooking utensils is like I'm tired to the close. To-
0: <laughs> I'm tiny. of you breaking down the burners. <laughs> I-
1: I'm tired of you down a British As long basketball. as no All one right. uses the back ones.
0: Yeah. I mean, oh, boiling water while I'm cooking on the front ones only like that's come on. We, we have, we have sense out here, but we got to move on to actual basketball because the NBA playoffs have been in full swing. It's the second round. So the, the conference semifinals right now, and they've been really good. Um, but we have to focus on on two series in particular that are kind of mirroring each other, very similar. And it happens to be the ones that w- aren't playing on Wednesday night when we're recording. Gives us a good chance to talk about them. But they're the Sixers Heat series and the Suns Mav series. Both series went from 0 2 to 3 2. And they kind of, we, we put them under the umbrella of what's changed, Why, what had gone from 0-2 to both series being tied 2-2, the one seeds looking like they're in trouble, and then now 3-2 opposite ways. So first, we'll we'll focus on the later game that was on Tuesday night, the um, Mavs-Suns game where, uh, you know, my my sons go up 2-0. The Mavs storm back 0-2, winning both games in Dallas. Everyone has the same little shock. the the same, oh, oh, oh no. Are Are the Suns in trouble? If it's Kit not have it. It's it's Devin Booker. And then and then what happens? We win in the valley, we go up 3-2, and the noise is kind of quieted down a little bit. But we'll encompass the whole series because we, we have you know only got to talk about one game, I think, on the last pod on the last pod. So oh two to three-two, but it's really what our intents and purposes was oh two to two two.
1: Yeah, I you know, this isn't when we first talked about it, we mentioned Luca needing help. We, he needs the others to step up and that's really for any superstar across the board. Uh, and another thing that we know is that your role players are going to play better at home versus on the road. So I don't want to say that it's as simple as chalking it up to like, you're going to play better at home and and your role players play better at home. I mean, Brunson did, he, he has looked improved 28 in game three, big time difference maker, 18 in game four. Uh, and they've also been uh holding on to the ball a little bit more at home have the dallas mavericks they think they won the turnover battle both of their wins uh which against the phoenix some good calls from the refs right wow a little bit of home cooking
0: some great calls non-scott foster calls i'm like they're multiplying he was off getting
1: james they said hey you get hard and we'll take care of cp when he's in dallas divide and conquer divide and conquer boy. I think what game five showed you, and this is ultimately what what the deciding factor, in my opinion, of the series will be in game six and how the Suns turned it back around is our man who found himself a little Birkin, our mm-hmm. guy who, who's found himself a little place to put things that he can use over and over again down the court. DeAndre Ayton uh, didn't play a ton of minutes because it was mostly a blowout. 22 minutes in game five, but he still had 20 and nine. So. That's a guy who, I mean, look, that's how Utah tried to attack Dallas. didn't work. You're going to have to get him down low, make him pay for going small. Aiton's a guy to do it, in my opinion.
0: And, and um, I, th- I believe it was Grant Hill on the broadcast said it last night. Um, he said, you know, DeAndre Aiton isn't a name that we have really mentioned much since game one. And for as a Phoenix Suns fan, that's unacceptable for DeAndre Ayton. That's, to me, unacceptable. From last series, unacceptable from the matchup. And then this series, when you're talking about a matchup of Maxi Kleba and Dwight Powell, no, no disrespect, but that's a number one overall pick who's looking to get paid this summer, and a guy who's been billed as needing to be a valuable piece to a big three to win in this title. That has to be a matchup you win night in and night out. That twenty and nine has to be night in and night out. And I, I just think it's nothing, nothing less than that. Like it's, yep. it's you have to win that matchup.
2: Yeah, also last week we talked about how Booker really wasn't fully back from his hamstring injury, Mm -hmm. and he, game three, he also struggled, but then games four and five, he's really played well. He put up 35 in a game four loss, and then last night he put up uh, 28, 11 to 20 shooting. He's back to being the Devin Booker, we know. That's really scary times for Dallas.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I I love when we had the Devin Booker takeover on Tuesday night. You know, it's it's how, like, Chris Paul didn't like the world on fire. Devin Booker takes over, um, and he leads the Suns to a a win. But I'm watching as, you know, Devin Booker tries to take over these games. It looks like Book gets going the most when the game is in the Suns' flow. And the the game didn't break open until late in the second half. Uh, It was, was, you know, nip and tuck most of the
2: first half. It was a three-point game at half.
0: Yeah, yeah. Still in still in in the Suns flow, still, still in the Suns tempo. But when it wasn't in Dallas, you don't see Devin Booker have these explosion games, these takeover games. And the pace wasn't, you know, in their favor in Dallas because Chris Paul gets taken out of the game, both, you know, rhythm rhythmically and and physically, you know, fouling out in game four. But it's something that I kind of wanted to key in on because Chris Paul is known as a disruptor, he is, you know, an, an, an irritant of sorts. You don't say. That's, that's this category. Easy now, easy now. I could say it, but what the Mavericks were able to do was disrupt the disruptor in games three and four, get him in foul trouble in both scenarios, get him out of his rhythm, and now if Chris Paul is is taken out of the game, the pacemaker of the Suns, then the Suns struggle, and you know, Jalen Brunson has his eighteen point games. Um, you know, his, his 20 plus point games in the playoffs. That's, that's really what I saw.
2: And if you just look at the game five numbers for, uh, Dallas, it's unbelievable. So Brunson and Luca combined to go 19 of 40 for, uh, 50 points, 51 points. The rest of the team combined shot eight of 31. So the entire team outside of two players made eight shots throughout four quarters that's just that's unconscionably bad
1: yeah i um i don't know i i don't like at his age really chris paul shouldn't be asked to carry a team like i mean i get that that's the reality like we're probably going to need, if we're, if we're going to, the further we go to beat these hard you know, beat these better, and better teams, not, not carry, not but- carry, but like, you can't have 12 points. You can't have five points. You can't have seven. Points. Yeah. I, I need, I need you in the high teens and then give me guide.
0: It's like, God, I need you to guide this team.
1: Can't guide this team. right but, You but, need to be a settling no factor, me. you know, no, no mm-hmm. seven turnover games uh like we saw in game three. But like, like I said, truly, if you can just on, on, when the Mavericks are on defense, if you put the ball into the paint and post DeAndre in as deep as possible, they won't be able to play small because Kleba and Powell will be in foul trouble, or they'll have to play differently when when Aiton has the ball in his hands, and you can you can adjust accordingly. I I really do think that that is the key, uh, the key battle because uh, because if Dallas wins, you know, it shifts their way.
0: Yeah, and and it's funny when you look at Luca's output because. You know, I I think Luka is kind of playing a dangerous game, in my opinion. And Luka is trying to out-gamesmanship Chris Paul. He's trying to out, you know, manipulate the game, out-foul bait him. He's trying to play Chris Paul's game and win. And in Dallas, that's going to get you a couple of games. In moments, that's going to get you a couple wins. Be careful. Be careful playing this game. You're a really good, a great player, Luka, playing your game. Like like be careful trying to play this game because that's that's the master at it. Especially in, in today's NBA, in this modern era of NBA. Like I'm not I'm not talking about purposely trying to bait fouls. You know what I mean when I say manipulate the angles of the game, manipulate the movements of the game. Be careful trying to swim in this
1: water. I would say, you know, you also kind of want to goat him into a like Luca will get into zones where and he's a great player. Like he, he maybe even should take these shots, but he'll take like just awful Harden-esque dribble, 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 step back, clangs off the rim. And that was like the worst possession ever. I think if you're, as long as he's not in the zone, which we saw uh, in the first round against Utah, I think it might've been game five. Uh, he was hitting some crazy threes. He feels it and he takes them and, and then they're good shots. But like, if you can goat him into thinking that he can beat the Suns, by just playing hero ball that that's where I think like really the Mavericks that's a begin tough to pull. Yeah.
2: It's the classic matchup of veteran versus young up and comer. Cause when you, you were saying James about how he can't try to do like the Chris Paul gamesmanship, baiting fouls. That's exactly what Chris Paul wants him to do. Chris Paul mm-hmm. wants to frustrate him and get Luca out of the game that Luca's best at playing, which is being a dynamic playmaker and getting his team involved if Luca just tries to respond by getting angry about a cheap foul that Chris Paul is able to draw on a teammate, then he's, then the Mavericks are missing their best way to score on offense, which is through Luca. And when a young player like Luca gets mad, they either do, try to do stupid gamey things or chuck hero ball shots, like mm. uh, Jake was saying.
0: And it's you know, easier to do, you know, easier to stay composed when you're at home and you know, the environment's for you. It's much harder to do it when you're on the road. And, you know, all, all the bad stuff is, is tempting you. But, um, you know, it's, it's also funny. I'm noticing it from Devin Booker. Like, Devin Booker is coming along very nicely in his tutelage under, under Chris Paul. When you see him, you know, smack the ball out of Lucas' hands and, you know, uh, you know, trying to do the, the what do you say, the Lucas special when he's on the ground, like getting into their head. Oh, he's coming along very nicely. Paying attention to the, the Chris Paul movements. But one of the biggest narratives of these playoffs of his entire career so far is get Lucas some help. And obviously people are screaming it in games one and game two. And then after games three and game four in Dallas, you see him get that help from Dorian Finney Smith, from Maxi Kleba, from Reggie Bullock. And then you see guys like Dorian Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock repeat it in game five, still give him some help. So is, is that something that Luca can bank on for maybe the rest of the series to try to push it to six and seven games? Is that help that he's been getting?
2: Luca can never bank on getting help, but he, <laughs> ha- but he has to hope that it's there because if he just plays hero ball, it's a one in 10 shot that, that they can win. Um, I think, I think they probably win in Dallas, but I, th- I think it's a home team wins every game, and I don't think it's really close mm-hmm. in Game 7. Um, I just think the golf in depth is, sh- is going to show itself like it did in other games. And honestly, if there isn't a bunch of calls that go the Mavericks way, this might be over tomorrow night.
1: Uh, so when I, I went on a friend's podcast uh, called Remember That Guy, and pretty much the premise is you bring a guy and you a guy and he can't be a star. Uh, so the guy that I brought and wanted to look into it and induct into the hall of fame was Jay Crowder eventually settled on Damari Carroll for the point being this, they are the same in the sense that you Jay need Carter's that a bit better. You need that. And he is now, so he doesn't really fit the comparison, but when he was getting mm-hmm. wrecked by LeBron back in the day, uh, <laughs> yeah, like you need that guy on your team, but when it push comes to shove, like that guy's not good enough to win. Like, like when you're when you are without multiple stars, you need Jay Crowder is like a must on any winning team. Mm-hmm. But he will ultimately be like your downfall. Not anymore. That player is Dorian Finney Smith. Dorian Finney Smith, and I know that he's actually had a decent series, but like when Luca like turns and kicks, like when LeBron does it, it goes to Kyrie. When Luca does it, it goes to insert long wing stretch forward. <laughs> Like those guys can't ultimately compete with the Mikkel Bridges, Devin Booker's, Chris Paul's of the world. And so like you're
0: you're saying you're saying it's not lasting. You're saying I'm saying, saying it's like a, a par- he's stuck in a.
1: I'm saying Luca is stuck in a paradox of yeah, one in ten that I can go hero ball and win this. How many out of no. ten is it that you know I can consistently count on Dorian Finney Smith or Dwight Powell or? Who who I mean, you know, throw 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 your your, your rotational guy in there. they they're and and and
0: I think they're having good stretches. Like and the reason why I asked, can it can it sustain itself? Like, is it consistent? Because the stretch they're on, seeing the basket really well, is crazy right now. Dorian Freddie Smith, 12 three pointers made in the maps, two wins in Dallas, Reggie Bullock, uh uh, uh, you know, it had a great game three, 15, four and two efficient shooting with no turnovers in game three. If, if Luca gets that, cause we know Luca is one of the best at getting into the paint creating and distributing. If he does get that production on, on kickouts on rolls to the rim, efficient shooting, the maps can, you know, stretch this to six and seven game. Well, it's already gone six, but the maps can stretch this to seven games, but it's, it's gotta happen again in Dallas. It's gotta happen again in Phoenix for them to win, can it do that? Can it repeat itself?
1: I don't, I I really don't think, like, I think Phoenix is going to wrap up here. I think this was, this was kind of the uh, harbinger of doom, that 30 point loss that got, that they gave to Dallas Uh, because, you know, another option on defense is like you said, Luca creating open wide open looks is a way for them to win. Um, and he does that through penetrating, well, if you put, A, a good on-ball defender on him, and then, B, just say, look, if he beats us, he beats us in the paint. Let him, let him make a contested layup, and we're not giving any help defense. That's another way that you can go about it. Uh, as Phoenix, that I think is going to yield good results, you see the Sixers, which we'll talk about, doing the same thing to Jimmy Butler, uh, and, and getting wins out of it despite Jimmy having these 34 40 point games.
0: I really think it comes down to staying disciplined and not getting yourself into foul trouble. If you if you defend hard without fouling, you force the Mavericks into tough shots, force them into long possessions, which you know doesn't go in their favor, make them use the whole shot clock and get tired. And then it allows you to keep the pace of the game in your favor. And those that's the pattern I see in the three wins and in the two losses for the Suns is foul trouble not just with Chris Paul foul trouble with DeAndre Ayton as well too in one of those two losses so that that's what I see
2: if the Suns don't win this series there's no way around what? saying it's like a horrible collapse oh, oh,
0: oh, yeah, oh what where, where, where who went there why? 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 Who no, went there? There's no.
2: There's no excuse if the Suns lose this series. Like I didn't even think that was the hypothetical we were arguing. I thought it was whether the Suns win in six or seven games. No, no. I'm so that's my point. So if if Dallas actually manages to come back from three two and make the conference finals, it's a really really bad loss. No. Like there's no reason unless Luca drops sixty in Game Seven. Um, like, there's no reason that I'm
0: calling. I'm calling right now for a sons a sons victory in Dallas on Thursday night. They're, they they wrap it up in six, and, yeah. and 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 the same thing happens. You know, they go up 2-0. Then we go on the road. They they win two games. Oh, oh the sky is falling with the Suns. Oh,
1: and then like, and then and then it happens. Uh the next thing that happens after that is that. Dallas makes a big push for Rudy Gobert. I'm ready to rebrand. I'm ready to rebrand as a Rudy Gobert fan. If if he's on the Mavs, I will be in on Rudy Gobert as a second. Why why just him? Because now you pair him with Luca instead of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, He'll be pretty much the same. He's going to probably cost them some games on the offensive end. But the hope (laughs) is that he now kind of gives the uh, antithesis to all of the all of the strategies that have been used no. against the Dallas Mavericks so far attacking them down low. Rudy Gobert would fix a lot of those holds. All I'm saying.
2: Also, Luke is a much better distributor than anyone Gobert's they, yeah. ever had.
0: That's true. If that happens, we'll see. We'll, we'll Maybe. see. We'll see. You get personal rebrand is fine. I don't, I don't know about a whole, a whole show rebrand. I still have some, I still have some qualms about the brother, <laughs> but we'll move on. We'll move on to the, to the other series. That's Oh, two to three, two, just in a different way. And that's Sixers versus the heat. I mean, the story we can get right into it. The story is Joel Embiid, right? Like the, the story is, you know, he comes back The the, he, he's out for the first two games. Obviously, the Heat win in Miami. He comes back for game three. You guys win games three and games four in Philadelphia. And then Tuesday night in Miami, it just t-
1: talked to me it like, like that. What was- happened? Like what happened? And B didn't show up. They, well, actually, the whole team didn't show up, but it starts thank when. You, thank you. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. I look, and don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I was actually <laughs> I've never I've never called into a uh, sports talk radio show today was the closest I've been in my entire life to absolutely trying to ream out one of the WIP hosts for going in on Joel Embiid. He's a quitter. He's a baby. Like, if you have any criticism of Joel Embiid, your head doesn't work. Your head doesn't. Thank work. You. Thank um, you. Um, if you have any criticism, Thank like this guy you. has gone through literally like half the stuff he's gone through in his professional career would break most people. Um, he is the rightful MVP despite it going to another guy, which we don't have to talk about. And some people say like, oh, it was the MVP that 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 went into him Ludicrous. Uh, ludicrous. Went into him having a bad game. How about this? How about this? You let me bash your face and hand relentlessly with a hammer, and then we'll play a basketball game, and we'll see how well you do at the basketball game.
0: Like, oh, oh, and, and by, uh, the, way, by uh, the way, during the basketball game, I'm gonna push the ball in in, in the same spot that's broken. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it uh, again. Also, one more time. also,
2: you you you're not allowed to condition yourself at all because you had a concussion for six days. You have to sit in a dark room and then immediately gets inserted to play off basketball. You play two unbelievably must win high intensity games at home. The crowd you can feed off that. Then you go on the road and it's it, it it's 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 an impossible task we're asking him to do. Like it's it's it's, and it's there's so many things that I can like explain what went wrong Game Five, and I really think it's just like the little internal things that are inside like people's heads. Like you're down 0-2, you claw back to get it 2-2. At home, you get your best player back, and your mentality is good. We did our job. We got back home. While Miami's thinking there's no way we can lose game five or else mm-hmm. it's, over. A it's, over. So, it's a so must win. It's a must win. So for, for, it's just that. And that, that little like, Oh, you're down 18 to 10, five minutes into the game. And then it's just like, Oh, that's just the way it's going to go. They, and it's, they, they just, it hap- I've seen it happen so many times in game five, like against Toronto two years ago, when it was two, two, um, we got blown out game five. uh. And we almost won that series. So People it's just- were
1: calling the series dead, too, mm-hmm. dead <clears throat> after that Game Five loss. And uh, I, I think that Embiid, even even a hurt Embiid, uh, he has literally said, "I'm a decoy," and he still manages to put up like 16, 17. last night. He led the team with seventeen. That's not going to get it done. Uh, so, like, there's like the 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 idealist Sixers where Embiid is your centerpiece, and you go through him. Uh, and then there's the realist Sixers, which where we're at right now. You have to use him like he's prime deAndre Jordan, Clint capella, rim running center who 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 is not to have the ball from further than like fifteen feet because he's just not a threat from there anymore. And it allows the defense to compensate where he can still be a physical threat in the paint uh one big like if you talk about games one and two to games three and four, the, stu- the most glaring thing that immediately happened was when they were building a wall to stop James Harden, the ball was getting lobbed over top to Joel Embiid. And that's all day. So right then and there, that that's an immediate adjustment forced by him just being there. Um, but But this is the one seed that you're dealing with. And I think in game five, what you saw is a return to team basketball for Miami. No more Jimmy Butler hero ball. And the Sixers are going to have to adjust for game six. I don't, I don't
0: know, and 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 I'm so glad you said one seed because I think that's a lot of things that that Sixers fans are forgetting is there's another team over there, another Where professional on, NBA team, one. yeah, and not just any team, the the number one seed in the Eastern Conference all season, the the whole time, it's, it, the, Miami, the Miami, really, League, the literally Celtics, the whole time. <laughs> the Celtics had it for like three days, and then the Heat took it back, and it was it's been theirs ever since. So when when you, when you talk about like, you know. They just didn't show up. You know, I saw a lack of effort. Yes. I think the Sixers came out a little flat. I think they're dealing with a lot. Embiid's dealing with a lot. He's the emotional, you know, uh, tone setter of the team. He's dealing with a lot. He came out flat. So the team came out flat. They're also dealing with one of the most physical teams in the NBA. A team who, led by Jimmy Butler, when, when smells blood in the water, will, like, go full throttle, foot to the neck. So, like, you have to remember... And give them credit for not only being, you know, a, a physical team, being one of the best scheme teams in the NBA, led by one of the best scheme and X's and O's coaches in the NBA. You don't think adjustments are going to be made going back home? You don't think that you're not going to be able to do the same things you were doing in Philadelphia you know, Spolstra, back in Miami? versus Stock like, like,
1: like, Rivers is another really bad match.
0: Oh, and, and that's maybe the biggest mismatch on paper that y'all that 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 there is. Like, so let's remember and give the Heat credit. For the number one seed that they are like it's it's you know that 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 really frustrates me when i see you know when i when i see that lack of credit going to the heat.
2: Uh, honestly i don't respect the heat that much
0: and not, there right with- there. now <laughs> really
2: there it is right there i really think we're watching the third and fourth best teams in the east play each other right now the real eastern conference finals is happening between boston and milwaukee and it's a shame that milwaukee doesn't have chris middleton um, even though that series is two-two and up for grabs, be three-two somebody by the time you guys listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I the Heat, nothing about them has impressed me. Like, like they're a one seed, but they don't seem like a team that can win the title. Well, they're just maybe a, I'm just wrong.
1: They're a team that doesn't have holes. That's where that's what I think, that's you're, what I really think you're discounting. I think you like, just wrong. Yeah, they don't have like wrong. like no matter the game script, they really can do a lot. Mainly because of their guard depth. Like when you have Duncan Robinson picking up DNPs because you just didn't need his three-point shooting or because, I mean, there's other reasons why he's picking up DNPs because but he's a,
0: because he's a, pr- a, a hole whole on defense. On defense. But, yeah, point that's being, why.
1: but point being, you can fill that hole with another guy. Whereas if I'm playing another team and they don't really attack guards, you know, that, that are bad on defense, like Duncan Robinson, then yeah, Duncan Robinson can play. And now we're going to be a plus, plus, plus three-point shooting team. Like, They just have a ton of different looks with a really, really great coach and players who are
2: like, I'm not saying um, that they're not good. They're really, they're, they're like, they're, they're a very good team, but like, I just, I, I just really don't see them either team, the winner of the series winning the East. I really don't see it. You know, my mom actually,
1: of all people brought up this hurt piece to me today about you know, if you really think about it, the reason Jimmy Butler left the Sixers and did not resign partially Brett Brown. The other part is a guy who's probably not going to ever play an NBA game again. Ben Simmons needed the ball in his hands. Uh, we, my, Ryan, When I was Ryan McDonough's uh, podcast producer, we interviewed Jimmy Butler's agent. Legitimately said Philly was not ready to have Jimmy Butler be their main guy on offense. And that for that reason, we moved to Miami.
0: Chose Ben over Jimmy.
1: So yeah. you literally choose Ben over Jimmy because of that. You're stuck with $180 million to bias. You probably don't go after Al Horford. Um, maybe, maybe Toby gets the Al Horford contract. He probably takes that money instead of the 180 yeah, mils.
0: 1000%. 1, that's the
1: first. That's the. So, first. To fall. And, and then you tra- and then Ben's unhappy and you trade him. And we're and we, and we are a deep team with people who all try hard. And we like. I'm not sure that that is the case for this team
2: pain that's that's feeling a little uneasy
1: about big james there's a million
2: sliding doors moments the one i think about a lot that's underrated is the fact that we had siakam went 27th in a draft that we had 24 and 26 and Embiid was friends with siakam and we took cork maz and timothy loahu cabaro tlcb if we take siakam we have a title because we beat toronto yeah they wouldn't have
1: him. and speaking
2: of that toronto series I think that's how the rest of this series is gonna go. I think Sixers win Game Six, and then Game Seven. I'm not gonna say who's gonna win Game Seven, but Game Seven is gonna be uh closely tight. I'm gonna be having like panic attacks throughout the entire second half, type Game Seven, two point game. Somebody wins. Playoffs just so that, that's how that's how the rest of the series is gonna go. Yeah,
0: grueling, grueling, grinding. Yeah, that's that's gonna be tough. Um, but we I mean we got to talk about. You know that the, the game's leading up you know games three four and five because you go it's it's funny what happened especially when you look at Jimmy Butler's output you you he struggles in games one and two only averaging about 18 and a half points a game they win and then explodes in Philly for games three and four 33 and 40 and in two losses and it, it seems like the the sixers mindset is you know it's okay if Jimmy Butler gets off as long as nobody else beats us that that kind of you know Jimmy Butler doesn't have a, a a insane game five, but Jimmy Butler has a good game five, and and then the Heat still win. Um, so I I think it's it's that's just interesting to look at when you, when you see normally if your best player goes off like that, you expect to win those, those games.
1: And the flip side of it is he's running around trying to score forty or has to score forty to keep his team in it, and then you're not getting the same Jimmy Butler on the defensive end uh, when you come back down the court. So well um, he's he's the, go ahead go ahead. I just think that it speaks to the fact that he doesn't really like if he had it his way, he maybe scores 20 and has like, you know, six rebounds, eight assists. That's like the gym, which is what we exactly, what we saw in game <laughs> Five when yep. they crushed. I don't like Jimmy can be a 40 point scorer, can score in the thirties. He did for an, a good chunk of this season before falling off a little bit, but that's not like who Jimmy Butler wants to be. He's not a pull-up jump shooter. Um, And, and I think the Sixers idea is look, we're not going to let you get, your shooters, Tyler Hero, uh, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, we're not going to let them get these easy looks. Instead, we're just going to force Jimmy Butler to take 30 shots and hit like 55% to to, to be competitive with us. So Hmm. uh, I think if you're the Sixers, you sleep well on that, but it's just a little concerning that they just got completely jumped right out of the gates in game five like Miami had them
2: figured out.
0: Well, I I mean, Miami had them had the Sixers on their back heels had Joel on his back heels and this Sixers kind of fall suit. And, they and had him was, on their
2: back heels in game four and then Harden made a bunch of shots that he's missed yeah. throughout the rest of his Sixers mm-hmm. tenure.
0: And, and they, they, you know, they call it a make or miss league and that for James Harden, that's what it's coming down to. But we talked about how it beats the emotional tone setter for the Sixers. That's where I want to call on the other vets that the Sixers have on their team. The James Harden's, the Tobias Harris's heck. The DeAndre Jordan's, if it if it calls for it, no, I, it, I never, call, it I never calls. Listen, listen, it listen, it never calls court, for it. Listen, listen, not on the court. Not on the court. I'm not. I'm not calling for it on the court. But you you have to recognize when your superstar big man is physically battered. You want to talk about Jake? You you thought that's what your Martin was? What your tire looked like? It's kind of what Embiid looks like right now. You're, you Literally. have to recognize what is going on, and if he doesn't have it, and if I'm James Harden, I'm Tobias Harris. I cannot allow. You know, the, the upper of the team just to come in and, and simply outwill us. That's not what I'm going to allow them to do. They have to step up in Embiid's absence. And it's going to look more than just making shots. It, it, I'm talking about, you know, uh, uh, showing the heat, showing the heat, you know, physical resistance. Like you're not wow. just going to go and, and bully us and, and push us around just because our biggest asset, you know, literally is injured. It's not going to go down like that. If you, so you like, got to realize
1: I, I got to be the emotional tone setter for the team if you were to rank, it's funny thinking about this, like teams that respond well to physicality, the Eastern conference with the teams left. I think it's pretty clear. There's three that are alike and one that is not. So alike. not
0: yeah, and that's yeah, been a tough.
1: reason why the Sixers haven't been. And like, look, I don't like, like you get hit with the deck here. What are you going to do? And beats hurt. But that's been the case a lot of the time. So, you know, they don't, yeah. they've, they've, they've failed to have a contingency plan yet for the physicality of the playoffs. Yeah, we'll, like we'll when see.
2: someone like Paul Reed has a third of your offensive rebounds. When when, when he's Paul played Reed victory like, tour, Paul Reed is a. I like. I really like Paul Reed. He has a third of the team's offensive rebounds. He's played like seventy-five minutes in the series. That's you got to be better on the boards than that, especially offensively. Well, you, it, it's tough doing the whole series because the beat was out the first two no, games. But, so uh, of course, but, but just and the fact that. PJ Tucker gets every offensive rebound he I ever watch. That's why he's I'm, on the I'm court. Not ex- That's why he's I'm not the excusing
0: court. the offensive rebounds. Yeah. I'm just saying that don't, don't, the numbers are a little. Inflated I also there.
2: think a big factor for Miami playing better in Game Five is that they realize that they're better without a uh, one-legged Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Lowry yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. Ky- Kyle Lowry, they they don't need a point guard because they're such a balanced passing team. Butler's there. Yeah, exactly. for the, the 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 Heat have 110 assists in the series. The Sixers have 96. The Sixers have been playing much more hero ball, um, and less just dis- distributing. And despite the fact that they have Harden, who's the second leader in assists in the NBA this year, uh, it's it's just better coached, better balanced team.
1: Is can Miami. you can you guys? This just I think I mentioned it previous episodes and it popped in my mind again because I mentioned it with Donovan Mitchell holds true with Jimmy Butler I don't know if there's like an attacking two guard in this league that wouldn't be better suited as the team's main ball handler and distributed and distributor you go look at like I love CP but Devin Booker is a good example where I think you get a little bit more out of him if you activate him as a distributor Donovan Mitchell Jimmy Butler same thing Uh, Luca same thing I don't know if Zach Levine can do it, but that, that's an idea there too. The only guy who I think can really not do it would be Brad Beal. He's the only one that fits the script that doesn't fit the descript- the description. Jason Tatum has has started to do it that's already. Ready. Yeah, uh, another ready. one. Yeah look, how,
0: look yeah, look how it's locked. Unlock this game. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's what. Speaking of Donovan Mitchell, that's what the Utah Jazz fans are screaming. Right, get better at distributing the ball. Get better at being all around. It makes you an all around better player. We'll see. And, and I think it. Matt, there's something to be said. It's not that they don't need a point guard. It's like, one, we've done this without Kyle Lowry before. We did this without Kyle Lowry a lot in the regular season, by the way. He was hurt a lot, as were a lot of stars. I think that's where the, the balance comes from the heat, is they've played a lot of this season without, you know, this guy or that guy for a lot of the season. Jimmy Butler missed a lot of time. Kyle Lowry missed a lot of time. P.J. Tucker missed time. Dan missed time. All of their big name players missed time at one point. And like we said, the Heat never stopped being the one seed in the Eastern Conference. I think it lent itself. So we'll see. Um, game six back in Philly. Um, you know, it was on Thursday night. We'll see, you know, if, if who comes out the more physical team. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if in, if Embiid is effective. By the way, almost forgot to mention this. By the way, shame on Shaq and Chuck. Shame on Shaq and Charles Barkley for their assessment of Embiid right after the game just just saying that he came out with no heart, no will, didn't want to, you know, came out soft, you know, d- didn't show any fight in the game. As former players, as former big men, how can you not understand and and have some sort of, you know, not not sympathy but the, some sort of understanding of what Embiid is going through physically? Like you know how physical a game I don't know if Shaq knows
1: there. I don't I don't know if Shaq truly knows t- what it's like I, 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 to bang Jake, into you- someone and and say ouch. <laughs> that's, I don't that's like true. I
0: don't know if that's, that's true. true. <laughs> that's that's true. But Jake, you you named it. You talked about like has anyone have you ever broken this bone under your eye right I'd here? I'd imagine
1: it probably wouldn't be a ton of fun.
0: That's 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 a bone in your skull. That's that's a, that's that's not that's not fun, and that affects your vision. It's right under your eye. Like you see, every time there's a dead ball, and B take the mask off and kind of do this little blinking thing. That's because it's probably shaking. And under his there.
2: shooting thumb isn't the same. So not only doesn't he doesn't have the best vision, he doesn't have the best touch. Because and the the thing that got me, I didn't watch the post game because I knew I'd get annoyed by it because I was annoyed by the halftime stuff. But mm-hmm. Shaq at halftime was like, "Oh, we see a, a beat average thirty points per game this regular season." He's down to twenty four in the postseason. You usually want to see guys have bump up that points per game in the postseason. It's like wait, 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 wait. This is this he's he's playing at like sixty percent. And the fact that he got eighteen in game three was like incredible. And <laughs> like, like what are we doing? <laughs>
0: I'm I'm so shocked by the lack of understanding by what this. And and when when we ever had to question and beats heart and will, if he wanted to fold, he could have folded months ago.
1: He could have folded. And
0: don't don't give me the MVP stuff. Don't don't give it to me. That this man, the the second Ben Simmons got traded, posted a meme. He knows what's going on on social media. He's plugged in. He's known just like everybody else is known. He's not getting the MVP. Heck, players probably have. Some sort of inside channel within them that told us before them that Leo votes are coming in, bro. You're not, you're not getting it. So, so why choose now to mope about not getting the MVP? If you're gonna not, if, you to, if you're gonna, you're gonna wait till, here's the only till thing a pivotal game five in the
1: second round to do that. Only thing I'll say to defend them before we move on is they've often both of them, like Joel has came out and said, like I like when they're tough on me, like it motivates me. That's the only thought to like, I mean, and like Shaq even said with Rudy Gobert, like after Gobert fired back, like, I respect that. He said, I respect mm. that for Rudy saying, like, I, w- I would lock your ass up. Um, so I do think hilarious, by the way, I, in the end. Right. No, you wouldn't. I, we have a Okafor <laughs> clip. We've seen the Jaleel Okafor clip. You're not locking up. He Shaq. knows. He knows he wouldn't. he Anyways, just had to say something. Uh, and
2: like, beat had 11 in the third quarter, too. Last night, right. like like he was the only like he he had a bad first half. They were good, and, and let's remember quarter, they're down twelve. He puts up eleven. The rest of the team collapses around him. That's all. And that's, let's re- let's remember the team he's playing.
0: A team who is very savvy knows where your weaknesses is, and a guy Jimmy Butler Bam who isn't afraid to let you know. If I know you're a little timid, I'm not afraid to let my arms flail a little bit more. I'm not afraid to lean into you. That's why they like harder. being
2: physical. I'll smack yeah. that thumb
0: yeah dude, like like so, so if I'm in bead, he probably went down in there in game three and four, and probably said, ouch, a bunch of times, and I yo, I got on a flight, I stood in a hotel room, I went all these places I'm not familiar with, and then tried to go play a basketball game against that same team. So no, I'm sorry, i can't I can't go
1: in there today. This, I, I'm, I'm taken that beating. my thumb is hanging off my hand. I can't go in there today. This is the actual last thing on the matter. Notice. <laughs> When Embiid, something I found really funny because there was a Reddit comment from a Raptors fan, like livid about it, and then I started paying attention to it. it, said that Embiid tries to hurt people by falling on them, and I don't think he necessarily tries to hurt them, but every time someone gets up under his legs or trips him, he it's like a heat-seeking missile. His body, his torso will crunch their uh, torso. He got someone so bad. I think it might have been Bam or PJ, landed on them so hard. And I was like, that's it's like be
0: the it. it's like the fat schoolyard and the bully. Like he sits on you and laughs because you can't get up, up, on you. Good, <laughs> <looking at you. laughs> get up. That's funny. All right. So, like we said, the Sixers and Heat have a game six in Philadelphia on Thursday night. Um, we will see who wins that. We didn't forget about the other two series in the playoffs. By the way, y'all, we know that uh, the Warriors are up on the Grizzlies three one, and the Celtics it's and over. Bucks are tied two two. Matt says that series is over. It
1: may actually be over.
0: Yeah, probably, probably. But because of that reason, we're recording literally as they're going on. We will save the the conjecture and we'll revisit them next pod. Y'all, trust me, y'all get our takes on that series. But we'll move on because we have yet to really assess the NFL since the draft. Our guy Matt V did a great job of breaking down the draft in every position group. Pre-draft. Now that it's post-draft and and post-NFL offseason shake-up, the NFL offseason is still here. But post-big moves, it's time to really assess just the the different landscape of the NFL. And I like the way we're going to go into it. We're going to go into it with like the teams that that shook up top trenders in the league. And fortunately for y'all, the Eagles might be the trendiest team in the NFL after the moves. And draft picks that Sir Howard, not I. I refuse to call him Howie Roseman anymore. He's Howard.
1: Right after what He's he did to after after you disrespected the name, and then the banners fell last time when we were in studio. Yeah. that was <laughs> an, that was that was an that was omen. Enough,
0: enough energy than I needed. But the, the Eagles, um, absolutely just d- a slam dunk on the off season. Uh, so far they they get acquisitions of obviously the big uh, trade for AJ Brown to get. Uh, Hassan Reddick, Kazir White, and Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean in the draft. You also re-signed Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, Anthony Harris, and Boston Scott. Anthony Harris and Boston Scott, two low-key just, you know, good solid players for the Eagles last year. Only big loss is losing safety Rodney McLeod that does kind of hurt losing some identity of your defense like that. But we're going to use that as as the Eagles shake up to talk about the NFC East as a whole, and and this will be a little recurring thing we'll do is we'll kind of use a team to dive in to each division in the NFL. This one we're going to use the Eagles to dive into the NFC East. So first, go ahead, guys, talk about how how happy you guys must be that howie
2: has y'all looking like this. I don't know how to feel. It's bizarre. <laughs> I'm not yeah. used to this. I'm so alien to feeling good after like ecstatic after a draft. I feel like there's like something's wrong. And just someone hasn't told me yet. Like, like, Oh, the AJ, the AJ Brown trade happened only because mm-hmm. he has a degenerative knee injury that he's going to mm-hmm. have to retire in three years or, or something like that. It's How just, goes. it's, it, it's it, Jeffrey it, or, or like what happened with Brandon Roy in basketball. Mm. Um, The it's the only thing that can hold back this Eagles team is the fact that I'm not sold on the quarterback. I like her. Obviously. He's pretty good. But, oh boy, it would be nice to have someone that I was confident in.
0: Well, well, I mean, and, and let's even give more testament to Howard as you have two first-round picks sitting next year that you could do a bunch with. You package them. He's Howard, Jay. It really is funny. He is. <laughs> he's he's, he's Howard. It's just going to be casually Howard. You have two first-round picks that you could either package to go get a disgruntled quarterback. There's going to be a disgruntled quarterback this year. There's too many teases of disgruntled quarterbacks leaving to not get one Did Kyler Murray year. get his deal? Did they give him a big deal? No, no. Kyler, Baker, Carson might be on the move again. Who knows? Who, Whatever you whatever you want, pick a quarterback. Might fit see.
1: into that Kelly Green, new Kelly Green helmet that they're
0: printing out pretty you well. Know? is all I'm
1: saying.
0: So th- I'm saying that Howie has the safety net if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, and you have you know your your big name, your big assets. You have them for years. AJ Brown's not a one you know a one year deal. Devontae
1: Smith is still on don't, a rookie don't, scale deal. Like,
2: don't don't call me crazy, but I wouldn't hate Baker
1: as a backup or as like a competing for the starter role. <laughs> <So,
2: laughs> no, no, I no, thought, no, no. thought about yeah. it too. No, I thought about it. No, no, like I think he's pretty good. I still think he's pretty good. I would like to bring him I in and I,
1: compete or if Hurts gets I think hurt. It,
0: I, I don't I don't see what I don't see him doing anything more than Jalen Hurts couldn't do at his at his
2: best. Baker got a the Browns a playoff win. Baker, like, do people forget?
0: That's, that's because true. they got stopped. Also had a tr- had a tremendous defense that year and the best running back tandem in the league. You give Jalen Hurts that, he might get the Cleveland Browns a, a victory. But uh, you know, that's a fair point. Team.
2: But it is a maybe. It's always a maybe. I, I, I look like to get him on the team, see what happens.
0: He didn't. Very true. I, I I don't want to get off. I don't want to get off the point too much because because we yeah, we're going yeah, to I use the, the the Eagles to to kind of get in the, the whole scope of the NFC East. So h- how does this, if it does at all? How much does this shake up the NFC East, all, all these additions that the Eagles have? Because right now, you have the Cowboys last year, uh, went 12 and 5, won a division, but lost in the wild card. You guys come in second, 9 and 8, lost in the wild card. Um, and then the Washington Commanders go 7 and 10, missed the playoffs. Obviously, the New York Giants go 4 and 13 and missed the playoffs. So, how does this really shake up the NFC East, which y'all just did?
1: So, two things. Number one, I believe the Eagles are the team to beat in this division uh, over the Cowboys who have been winning it uh, or actually won it Come last year. Come
0: right out the gate hot. Come right out. Well, the that's, gate Well That's, that's first
1: and foremost. And then secondly, something that I don't think is as obvious is I think it starts the clock for major players and major pieces in both Dallas and Philly. Mike McCarthy, Nick Sirianni. So for Mike McCarthy's perspective, okay, we can't be going backwards. We've got big money tied up into the running back quarterback. Pretty much maxed out with them. They had to let a lot, a lot of people go. When you look at the people who they lost Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, they lost Zerline, they lost Keanu Neal and uh, Casey in their defensive secondary, they lost Landon Collins. Like, there's a lot of players that are not coming back to the Dallas Cowboys. And I think, despite that, like, if I'm Jerry Jones and if I'm the Dallas ownership, like, I'm looking at Mike McCarthy, like, look, dude, you got all the tools, you have Dak Prescott we need to be winning the division. We need to be going deeper than the wild card uh, in the playoffs and ultimately playoffs will really decide this same thing goes for Nick Sirianni. We looked at what happened to Brian Flores. Look at uh, on the flip side of the positive side of how can, how can uh, an accelerated timeline can help you is Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur jumped right in, had success and then continued having success. And he's viewed as one of the top young coaches in the NFL. Brian Flores overachieved with a Dolphins team a couple years in a row, had a middling year gone. So I just think that for Nick Sirianni and for Jalen Hurts, this is the year. Like if you, I think we could see a new face, both maybe less likely at the coaching spot, but very likely if the Eagles do, are, are not two playoff win team, the, uh, two playoff win team this year, I would say Hurts is probably gone for whoever the best guy they can bring in is.
0: I I I think one I think one playoff win buys Jalen Hurts.
1: I think one playoff Jaylen win. Hertz one another. I don't I think, know, dude. I it, I would say yes because 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 that's progression. I, and, 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 it's also and, and, it's
2: and, not that binary. You can lose a playoff game and put up three fifty and three touchdowns. Right, well, right, right. right, right. right.
0: I, I guess I guess it does depend a little bit on how you lose. You know that second playoff game, but that second playoff game, you know, most likely, you know, is is in the divisional round, but. Maybe could be no, because because you'd have to you'd have to be the number one seed.
1: But <laughs> if, if they're the number one seed, then it doesn't matter. I would say if he's good enough to get you to the number one seed, one seed, then you're probably going to keep him no matter it. what.
0: He's already. I'm I'm not projecting him that far. But what I will say is, I have no problem with you saying the Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC East. I'm tired of just giving it to the Cowboys. I re- I really am. There's
2: there really not been a back to back NFC East champ since three uh,
0: four. And and I'm, and I'm tired like. They should have. They should have been NFC East champs like four or five years running by now. But I'm tired of them being handed for the past handful of years the worst division in football, and you know fumbling it like they're cat in a hat. Like I'm, I'm really sick and tired of it. So if I see a subtraction on their end, an addition on your end for a team who really just ran out of time to catch them. Yeah, and like you. you- three, four more weeks of the NFL season, you guys are probably the division winners of the NFC East, if we're being honest.
1: And you want to know, so you told me, me saying the Eagles, I, I was under the impression you were going to say that Dallas is still the best team.
0: They're if, still the best team, we, but I think uh, the team to beat is the team, like, you guys are, you weren't that far behind them. So here's, you're, exce-
1: you're moving faster. Here, here's, okay, speaking of moving faster, here's where you guys need to expectation set for me here. Because I would go <laughs> as far to say, Oh, as in go. the NFC East, as far as the NFC East goes, Dallas isn't even the second best team. I might put them neck and neck fair. I, you can't put them further than neck and neck with the New York Giants. Am I crazy for mm. saying that with Daniel Jones at the club? Uh, yeah,
2: you're crazy. Yeah, the Giants, yeah, yeah, you're crazy. The because I thought you were going to say the commanders.
0: Yeah, they're were going to say the commanders. I think you are going to say the
1: commanders. With got Evan Carl Neal, an <laughs> NFL ready tackle in the fold. Kayvon Thibodeau, potentially. And you never know. Like, look, I, I will say. I, lo- Sa- I love their draft Sa- Saquon. class. Saquon. Yeah, me too. Me too. But you just never know. But I no, put I, them up there.
0: I, I, I agree. They're One, they're confident in Daniel Jones. And look, if they're confident in Daniel Jones, like my mama says, you're the only one that needs confidence in yourself. So go ahead, boy. If you're confident in Daniel Jones, let it rock. You have Saquon Barkley coming back on what seems like to him a personal kind of revenge tour. He's been hurt the past couple of years. I'm here to prove I'm still that back that everyone thinks I am. And they do have you Know a good draft class,
2: and so we'll see. Yeah, the Giants but, are gonna, the Giants draft classes, was, right? It was very good. They're, next, they're, year, it, next year, they still stink. Yeah, them, them and the Jets to me
0: are in the very same boat, ironically, in the same city, too. They're building something, they're gonna still
2: stick next year, but they're building something for what, sure. Quite quick question Did you guys see the story about Commander's quarterback Sam Howe? Oh,
1: no, I did. What's going on?
2: That's a, such a red flag. So, so, so the, only, so, the only meat he eats is chicken. No steak. He's never had a, he's never had a steak. It's never like, had a steak. The only thing he has is chicken, like chicken. Tacos. Here's, here, here's the thing. If you, if
0: you know something is weird, why not just keep it to yourself? Like why?
1: Because why? Why, why, why put a target on yourself like that? Here's, Don't go on Twitter. The next. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I can only when when you say that, two thing two things pop into mind. Sports players weird eating. Patrick Mahomes puts ketchup on steak and it's Patrick Mahomes. So like what yeah, are you but say? You do what are you think? at least you say? do that. Number two. I'd rather you do that. Number two. You know what also sounded weird when Gabe Kapler said, Oh yeah, I just like to put the ice cream in my mouth, swish it around and spit it out because I like the taste, but I don't want to get the calories from eating it. And then Thanks he led the Giants to one of the craziest yeah. division title w- wins of the All like, that matters is where you do on the field. Yeah, all that
0: matters is where so, you do on
1: the field. So, hey, maybe, and that's, and that's another reason this kind of transitions perfectly into the commanders. Like, you really think they're going to be that good with Carson Wentz? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I watched him for a lot the past couple of years. I don't.
2: It, it, uh, people. the, people, people, the people question are, I wanted to ask people, you. I don't want to sound ridiculous, but people are underwriting Carson. Like he 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 wasn't. People act like he was horrible listen, last year. Listen, he was just, Matt he talked to him. He was, Matt he talked was, to him. He was run of the mill, average. You can be a good team if you have a run of the mill, average quarterback. And, and they ben, were, and they were. Yeah, the they winning it, it, record. It, it, the the the, the, it, the commanders are uh, improved at quarterback. Yeah, so let, Wentz let, is, let, Wentz let, is still going to drive people, uh, commanders fans crazy. He's not that with much better them. than Deshazor. but Patrick. Nuts. He's not. But he's. But he's, he, he he's definitely an, uh, he's the I'll put he's the best quarterback they've had since Cousins by far. And, and here's the thing, Jake: you have to remember that
0: Carson Wentz exists outside of the last year and a half in Philadelphia. He he
2: does he does but, exist. And, the, and of people that. act like oh he did played horrible against Jacksonville, cost him the playoffs. He played no, okay he throughout the season. Cut the no, no, Jacksonville no. tape. No no. Cut no, the tape no. on
1: Jacksonville. No, Let me, and, and tell me what you see. Here's here's
2: here's, here's no, what I'm going to do. They're what so I'm going to do, cute. man here's
0: what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be fair both ways now Carson Wentz didn't play bad he played terrible in Jacksonville and the NFL is the off the ultimate what have you done for me lately league and it's nuts that he played so bad in Jacksonville that that one game made Frank Reg break up with him and send him to Washington it's 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 really nuts that that's that really it is crazy that one game that is that's nuts but if you look at his as season as a whole what 27 touchdowns single-digit interceptions well no, yeah no. When,
1: you, tell me. when you look at uh i'm not sure about the interception number but when you look at the raw stats it's probably not that bad right. until you yeah, it's f- not that bad and you and then you look at the washington commander side of things I mean, cut the offense l-
0: listen listen an offense that was that has pieces in place you got a, another deep threat in Jahan Dotson to go hey, and, yeah you're right and 27 and 7 come on man and You look at their defense, a defense that gets back and healthy this season. You get Chase Young Young back. back
1: Big, big for their team. Bigger than getting Carson Wentz over Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: Bigger upgrade.
0: I'm saying that this this same team minus Jahan Dotson got to the playoffs and won your division. no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Why does that not count?
2: Because seven wins isn't going to win a division.
0: I, I, and they got better. I'm saying that team won a division, and to your point, upgraded their quarterback division with a quarterback whose stats we just named. If Carson does that this season, I don't think it's in a position. My where early predictions are Jacksonville like: Jacksonville gets into the Eagles into the go
2: eleven and six, Cowboys go eleven and six, Commanders go like nine and eight, eight and nine, Giants go like five and twelve or whatever. So, real
1: quick, then before I guess we're done here, is let's rate. One through four, everyone give their NFC East power ranking. Is that, does that sound yeah. equable? Yeah. You won't believe who I've got. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Slot them on it. Right, right. Pencil them in. Slot on. Number one, yeah. number two seed. Maybe we'll see. Uh, I, I'm going to stand firm on my Giants take. This is going to be one of the ones that I, I may strike out. On this year, I got the Giants number two. I may look like a dumb idiot, but I just think that like you have pieces to like if we're saying Carson Wentz being average doesn't matter. Or if we say, you know, Jalen Hurts being average is still enough for the Eagles to get a, you have a playoff, negative
0: view. If you have a negative
1: view of Carson Wentz, what do you think of Daniel Jones? I view them equivalently. <laughs> I actually of Daniel Jones. Ch- 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 Daniel Jones Ch- is like if Carson Ch- Wentz was Ch- a less good quarterback but had all of his athleticism from when he's first entered the NFL. Like,
0: he doesn't. Jake. You're going to tell you're, me that. You're in pain. No, no, you're in pain. That you're in pain. You're you not. are hurting. Because here's what I, I understand. Like,
1: like, if you look around the NFL and you look at. We could say last year. That's fine. Last year. Like a team like, say, I don't know. Pittsburgh. What did Pittsburgh? What did, did Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh ended up having. What was their record?
2: They made the playoffs. they so probably oh, like okay. nine and eight. Mm.
1: Oh, and they had Ben Roethlisberger quarterback. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> No, it's just interesting. I find it interesting they were able to win a couple games with the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. We don't think the Giants could click a few off in the most competitive did, division. Did Mike to Tomlin
2: get hired by the Giants?
1: <laughs> that is the,
2: that, that's the one. And that's what
1: I'll give Washington. So also, also a rookie coach over there with the Giants. That's the one thing I'll say. Give Washington this over the Giants, over Eagles, maybe even over Cowboys. They have the most experienced uh, coach in Ron Rivera. I'll take him <clears throat> over Mike McCarthy, but that's probably the All right, only
0: thing. Finish your rankings. I got, Giants Giants got three, so-
1: Dallas going in three, and then I have Washington coming in last.
0: If that, it'll prove I know nothing about the NFC East <laughs> if that goes on. It'll prove I know nothing about the NFC East. Matt, give me your ranking. Uh,
2: unfortunately, I'm going to put Dallas one. Eagles are close to Washington three. Giants distant, distant fourth. You're hating. And that. I am hitting the Giants. Right, my yeah. I, on me, that. no, on me. Not the Giants. I, I hate the Giants, um,
1: too.
0: Um, my, my mirrors, Matt's, you know, Dallas one, Eagles two, probably not as close as you have it. Commanders three, probably closer than you have it. And <laughs> Giants four, I don't really care how far you have it. Giants, giants can be bad. But I I do think, one, um, the Commanders are closer to the top of the NFC East than we think. And the last time... People thought this was a two horse race between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Washington kind of middled back here for a lot of the season and then caught y'all at the end of the season. So it's just so tough.
2: Can Washington go eight and nine? Absolutely. Yeah. Will eight and nine win the division? Probably not. If it does, good for them, but that's not going to win the division. Don't let Carson beat y'all. You won't want to come back on this podcast,
1: yo. Know, if you were to go back in time, if I'm like three years back into the past, and I show them the picture of Carson Wentz in a Commander uniform, that's enough to break your understanding of reality. Who are the Commanders? Why is Carson Wentz not in an Eagles jersey?
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. Why is Ron Rivera on their side? Right. Right? <laughs> all these things were confusing all right we're almost out of time for this episode of straight facts it's been a great one as always we can get some shots up at the buzzer someone got a shot at the buzzer get us out
2: i just want to give a little tribute to uh the person that got me into philadelphia sports and that's ray Didinger. um he's basically not whatever he's retiring after a legendary career Mm -hmm. i remember being 10 years old nine or 10 years old getting an eagles encyclopedia for christmas that he wrote with Robert Lyons and it was autographed by him. My grandma got it autographed, and I read that thing cover to cover a million times. The book is like in tatters, but I still have it for sentimental value. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ray Dinger is such an important part of me becoming disinterested in Philadelphia sports and in all sports. It's awesome. And I'm happy he's retiring, but I'm sad to see him go. Yeah. Right, right. Now, uh,
0: a Philly legend, and if, if any Philly sports fan needs some like solace and some ease in their heart, go watch Ray. One of the best Philly sports fan defenses I've ever seen was Ray Dinninger at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Oh man, oh, man.
1: It's, cut it's, the it's, Boston it's, dude up.
0: You know, it's, it's it's an amazing defense. So, salute to the, the defense. His name is OG. Michael
1: Felger. He is. And that was uh, Ray.
2: That was only a couple of months after Felger said that Halliday deserved to die right. for being an yeah. idiot yeah
1: he's a good guy that sounds like a real hey boston man wow. they, re- they really know how to make those guys up in boston anyways yeah
0: they're they're great
1: this is a happy happy end to the show here uh so as i've talked about for a while on this show industry can be tough pushing the ball up the hill can be tough uh rolling up <clears> the hill it's something that we've done and and just personally you know last two three years you know me you matt and kyle uh I think I've really grown as as content creators and, and as, as people into this industry and uh, got the call uh, a day ago. I'm officially being brought on full time by Odyssey. Uh, I will be the production manager of 2400 Sports. We're going to be making local podcasts. If you have a team that you like, we're going to have a podcast for it and I will be the one at the helm. Uh, pretty much creating it, finding the talent, everything, putting it all together, and getting it out to you. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I I really was stunned. I was like, I'm, I'm so used to getting the no on the other end, like, oh, like, hey, Jake, you interviewed well. I was like, yeah, all right, Come on, dude. Like, I got things to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Let me down. Let me down for you, you. You got the job. Oh, I like didn't know what to say. You know, I don't know what to yeah, do. with yeah. My hands, sort of Ricky Bobby, <laughs> sort of thing. They're like, they're like, Jake, you got the job. You guys are really gonna regret
0: what? What'd you say? Right. <laughs>
1: It was pretty much. Oh, sorry. That. But, uh, nah, congrats, long, buddy. Long time coming and it's something that will open up some doors for a straight Facts podcast.
0: Absolutely, man. Congratulations. Hard work paying off. It's about time they recognize, you know, they recognize the talent, you know, just like you, just like Jalen Brunson. It's about time you get that bag, man. That's right. That bag was coming. Yeah. That bag's bag coming. coming. Um, all right. All I got to say at the buzzer, it's time to play again our favorite game. Does James have unrealistic social expectations? Uh, <laughs> to, for reference, Guys, for reference, my mom has put me in a real existential crisis. Two weeks because, running, because yeah, because well, one day she told me that I have unrealistic social expectations because I got mad at her that she didn't bless me when I sneeze. Which, by the way, I would do again tomorrow if it happened again tomorrow. So here's the next one: I'm walking into wall right? I'm a young gentleman. I hold the door. For, for anyone who's who's running near it, you know, coming to it. So, I hold the door. If you guys know Wawa, it's two doors. You're going through one, going through the other. Am I wrong for thinking that if I hold the door for you on the outside, just, you know, common courtesy, hold the door for me on the inside. And this dude walks right by me, says, thank you, thanks. And then goes and just not even, like, gives the little like finger nudge, open. push it open. Nah, I just... With himself and you know them things vacuum shuts it was f- closed. A... Notice man, <laughs> that's not was so, me I after would... I held the door. Like, am I wrong for getting mad at that,
1: James? That sets me off like nothing okay. else in public. Thank like you, I really, Thank I you. truly am not Thank like you. someone who will start fights in public at all. But I will become <laughs> not vocally not a, not a, not a like. Rumble. Well, what I'll do is like I will say you're welcome even if you didn't say thank you in a situation like mm-hmm. that. Like what I thought you were going to say is you open the door, they walk through it, don't hold it, and don't say thank you. That's no, that you get it, too you're much welcome. for me to
2: knock me off one pivot. You're yeah, welcome. That happens too much. That's what mm-hmm. I would do. Are you sure James isn't like living out Seinfeld plots? <laughs> is this a plot that <laughs> right? It's pretty much Maybe. A, loose,
0: a loose Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> does, Jerry, does Jerry Seinfeld have a bit about this? Because I, I got...
2: There's a whole episode about not saying bless you when someone sneezes.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Fire, fire up the, the <laughs> script writers again. Man. I got another whole, I got a whole nother season <laughs> aside from it if we go on this, if we can run on this theme, because it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. Like I, I, sometimes I feel it's intentional. So thank you for validating, you know, my, no, you're my not, way nah, of,
1: you're not wrong there.
0: My way of life and, um, we'll catch you next time on, you know, does James <laughs> have unrealistic social expectations? So far it's one and for one. Two James. Uh, no, a, two James i'm two for two yeah you're two for two you're two for two yeah
1: all
0: right i better i better always hear y'all say bless you when i sneeze that if i'm two <laughs> I, I don't for know two. about that but <laughs> if, I, if i'm like that all right but we're out of time for this episode of straight facts we remember our guy kyle Sarek. We know he's doing great things out there we'll talk to you next week bro also shout out to everybody on the up on game network and also shout out my guys jake galley and stab matt
2: robinson i'm james jackson these are the facts